A Berlin park designates spaces for drug dealers. Pothole vigilantes are hitting California streets at night to fix the potholes. And a bride refuses to marry a drunken groom in a dry state. And in fact, held some of his family members hostage to do so. (laughs) These are the weird stories for today. Thursday, this is Weird AF News and I'm your host, Jonesy. This is the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. And I'm happy to do so. Are you listening? A Berlin park has a designated space for drug dealers, and they're being criticized. Drug dealers in Berlin are to be given designated spaces in a city center park to carry out some transactions. This has led to criticism that authorities have capitulated to criminal gangs. Capitulated, does that mean uh, sort of folded to criminal gangs? Giving in to criminal gangs? We're learning, guys. (laughs) Vocabulary. Who's got it? For years, there's been a heated debate about Gerlitzer Park. Did I say it right? A popular meeting point in the trendy southern Berlin district of Kreuzberg. Ooh, I want to go to the southern trendy Berlin district of Kreuzberg. And uh, this park has been attracting an ever-increasing number of drug dealers, apparently. Local people said that they were reluctant to let their children and their pets roam free in the, inside this park. After repeated attempts by the police to clear the dealers that failed, repeated attempts by police have failed to get the dealers out. The park manager declared areas where they should be allowed to operate, and they identified these areas by spray-painting pink boxes. (laughs) Outstanding. So just keep your kids away from the pink boxes. Easy. Don't let your dog near the pink boxes. What's the problem here? (laughs) Can't we live in a world with drug dealers? I mean, seriously. They provide a service, guys, if you haven't been, if you're not aware. Um, the pink zones would mean that visitors to the visitors to the park were no longer intimidated by groups of dealers, typically men operating in gangs who crowd the entrance. Oh, they're just trying to get them away from the entrance and get them inside further in. <laughs> so you can't really do a drive-by drug deal, you know, at the entrance. you got to actually go in the park. But maybe the park's beautiful and, you know... Smell the flowers on the way to the drug deal could be a thing in your life. (laughs) Here's a quote. This method has purely practical reasoning behind it. It's not that we're legalizing the selling of drugs. We're just providing a space for it. (laughs) Space for it. (laughs) Oh, boy. Now, this individual who's a... I don't know, they're a park person. They said a much more effective solution would be if authorities gave the dealers work permits... I guess sort of like they do for prostitution in certain places, in certain mature cities. The majority of them, of these dealers, are asylum seekers who are not allowed to work while waiting for their claims to be processed, he added. If they did that, then 90% of them would stop what they're doing immediately. Police police chiefs criticized this move. What is needed to ensure that the park is drug and crime-free is a constant police presence and judicial resolve. They're trying to make the park... I'm confused on, is it the park that made the spots for the gangs? But the police are like, no. Well, if the police don't want it, now they got an easy way to grab them because now they just got to hang out around the pink boxes and they can nab all these drug dealers. Oh, it's hard being a drug dealer these days. Even when the, even when the park tries to help you out, the police are all over you. In April, Berlin's interior minister, Frank Henkel, declared that authorities would in future adopt a zero-tolerance attitude towards drug dealers in this park, 
But local residents claim that nothing had altered since then. They said that none of the dealers were abiding by the new rule either. This is crazy. And I have a feeling that Berlin is very lax on the drug laws, which is, um, I'm all for that. You know, as you've heard me before on this show, I've mentioned how strongly I believe in an individual's right to experiment with their own state of consciousness and however you want to do that. You want to bring it up, you want to bring it down, you want to bring it sideways, whatever you want to do, you should be allowed to do so. If you're not harming anybody, you want to do it in the privacy of your own car or your home or whatever. (laughs) Car. Not driving, of course. And some of these substances are not able to be bought in a dispensary, as you know. Although uh, recent news, fantastic news, I don't know if you heard, but in Denver they just decriminalized psilocybin mushrooms, which are a favorite of mine. So um, I'm very pleased about that. And I'd like to see more of that all across the 50 states and across the world, to be honest with you. So, you know, this is my take on it. Not everybody agrees, but yeah, I'm all for it. Um, And so any way to make access to these chemicals a little less dangerous and easier, I'm all for that. Now, if this park is not safe, then, and and purchasing the chemicals is not safe, then no, something needs to be done. And if the dealers are endangering just regular pedestrians or dog walkers in the park, obviously that's unacceptable behavior. Obviously, if the dealers are selling to 13-year-olds, unacceptable behavior. But if you're 18 years old, you should be able to purchase a chemical and play with your own state of consciousness at your own privacy and will. And Berlin seems to be sort of um, a little lax on the drug laws, which is why it's probably a place I should go check out. Shoot, you know. I never, I never really go to Europe, ever. I don't know what's going on over there. And I heard in Berlin, a lot of people speak English. I could probably get by over there. I could probably go and do a comedy show over there. <laughs> I'll stop at the park first, obviously. <laughs> Just kidding, guys. What do you think about this? The park providing a space for drug dealers. <laughs> yes, if you go... Yes, have you noticed... The, okay, over here we have the blossoming cherry blossoms. It's, they're in season right now. Oh, there's the little dog park section. Um, there's a fountain. Oh, and that's the drug dealing section over there. <laughs> as you'll see, the drug dealers, they're... They're looking good this time of season. They uh, they really blossom. <laughs> it's funny to me. But I mean, this is a serious issue. So how do you feel? Call Weird AF News. 646-450-2012. Anybody live in Berlin? I want to know firsthand. I want to hear from you. What's your attitude on the drugs over there in Berlin? Let's, let's get to the nitty gritty. So break it down to the nitty grit. I'm going to tell your mother that you ain't shit. Anyone know that one? It's an old Beastie Boys song. Pothole vigilantes are hitting the California streets at night to fix potholes. Marvelous. That's what we need in our community. Potholes are not a rarity in the Bay Area of California. In fact, roads in the San Francisco-Oakland area are some of the worst in all of the state, and the burden is costing residents thousands of dollars as a result, according to a study released by TRIP which is a national nonprofit transportation research group. Tripp calculated that the cost to the average motorist in San Francisco and Oakland, and it ended up around $1,049. Is that a year? Oh, yeah. Uh, I've been up there and fairly recently driving around San Francisco, and it was abominable, those streets. I was very surprised. I remember actually saying out loud, 
to my aunt who I was visiting up there. I'm like, you live in the richest city. What is with all the potholes? <laughs> what is with your roads? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's not like San Francisco's super spread out. The city itself, like, really spread out. Like, it's like L.A. where it's difficult to get a hold of all the potholes. It's like San Francisco's kind of a concentrated area. You could you could pour some money into it and fix the potholes in the city, within the city. I'm talking within the city. I'm driving around. Crazy-ass potholes. It's bad enough the hills are, like, really, really steep. That's a pain in the ass. Now I got to deal with potholes as well. It's like a video game over there driving in San Francisco. Out of control. And I'm a damn good driver. <laughs> well, guess what? Somebody's doing some shit about it. The Pothole Vigilantes is an anonymous group that's patching up potholes on their own in the cover of night. They're like pothole ninjas. (laughs) Their Instagram page is recent, but it shows the first, some of the first before and after comparison photos of these potholes beginning on April 21st, which is when they started. Here's a quote. Filled by your friendly neighborhood pothole vigilantes, number one of many potholes that we will be filling. Tag us in a photo of a pot near, pothole near you, and we will fill it. Oh, no, don't do that. The police are going to catch you. Unbelievable. I love this. Look, at they're using, in the photo, it looks like they're using real um, asphalt. Is that what that's called? The uh, black stuff, tar, whatever you want to call it. I don't know the medical term. <laughs> what? They've got some before and after pictures. Follow Pothole Vigilantes on Instagram. This is fantastic. They also have a GoFundMe page. The Pothole Vigilantes say on their page that they're creating a platform where frustrated community members can locate, donate, and fill the pesky pothole issues. Imagine Uber meets potholes. To fix the streets of your community and to provide jobs for those who need them most, based on user-demanded potholes, holes will be filled faster than ever before. Look at that. They're raising money through the GoFundMe to pay for this. Imagine every city has some pothole vigilantes. This could go national. I think this is fantastic. Because let me tell you something. If you were to sit around and wait for your local government to fix the damn potholes, it's going to take forever. Meanwhile, how many tires are blown? How many vehicles are ruined? Maybe even accidents as a result of potholes. You can imagine the cost of these to the average community member. It's incredible. It's incredible. You can't count on local government to get anything done quickly. They got to go, well, we got to push the paperwork through. We got to get it approved by a board. It's damn bureaucracy and bureaucracy is a slowdown to progress. If I've ever seen a slowdown in my life, it makes me sick how slow shit happens in during like within bureaucracy because of bureaucracy. And that's why, you know, communities themselves, the actual people in the communities, Taking charge, putting a step, taking a step forward. I'm having a hard time speaking today, as you can imagine. Not as you can imagine, as you can experience. <laughs> you you are experiencing it. What I'm trying to say is, shit don't get done fast enough, and sometimes the community itself, the individuals, need to step up and take shit into their own hands and get stuff done. And that's really what we're seeing here with the potholes. And I love it. I'm all for it. And I feel like. Money should be given. This should be... Go to the GoFundMe page, Pothole Vigilantes, and support them. We need this for every kind of service. Every kind of service in the community. Shit ain't getting done. I love this. 
Instagrammers, for the most part, have been apparently welcoming of the pothole vigilantes, thanking them and leaving suggestions on where to go next to fix potholes. You guys are killing it, is a quote. More people need to know what you're doing. More people need to know that you're doing amazing work when our own city is lagging. Residents of the area thanking you for you for your fixing of these Perkins craters that have been a pain forever, wrote one person. You guys are like Batman and Robin, said somebody else. According to the group's GoFundMe page, they're hoping to raise money to continue to fill more potholes. So cool. (laughs) This is great. I love stuff like this. And by the way, they fix the potholes way cheaper than the actual city does. I'm sure of it. Like, probably a fraction, like a minuscule fraction of the cost to taxpayers. This is fantastic. I covered a story of over a year ago, I think, where a guy was um, in one particular city where the, the government, local government was very behind in fixing potholes. They just weren't doing it at all. Um, the guy was drawing, spray painting dicks <laughs> in the potholes. Just spray painting dicks, like graffitiing it, graffitiing it them (laughs) and so the city in order to cover up the dicks had to go fill the potholes it was a great plan i thought it was amazing another guy i once saw uh made a video of him eating cereal out of a pothole and that got that went viral and they fixed that one too i think in a different city it's a pain in the ass waiting for the people to the uh administration to get off their ass agreed (laughs) any other ideas how we can get some vigilantes out there you know, maybe, well, they have people who will go out. You can't really go out there and solve crime as a vigilante. That's a little dangerous, but, you know, you can save cats out of trees and shit. A bride refused to marry a drunken groom, and they held a boy hostage by the girl's family. This is crazy. Craziest wedding I've ever heard of. Drinking alcohol and going for his wedding proved costly for a groom in the city of Bihar which is a dry city in India. This happened on Saturday. The young bride not only refused to marry the drunk groom, but her family also held hostage the groom and his close relatives until they returned all the family had taken as a dowry. Hey, sometimes you got to do this shit, man. Dowries are no joke, right? This guy can't have... You don't get a dowry if you're showing up drunk to the wedding in a place where you're not allowed to show up drunk to the wedding. They live in a dry city. This wife is probably like, oh, my husband's behaved, doesn't, doesn't do any of that drinking. Then all of a sudden shows up drunk to the I do's. I don't think so. <laughs> Good for her. Love when women get power, especially in countries where they traditionally don't get much power, like, you know, the Middle East, those sorts of places in India, of course. If sources were to be believed, the groom, whose name is Ram Pravesh Das, oh, like Ram Das. You guys know Ram Das, Richard Alpert? Anyways, I digress. A resident of Kamalpura village in Muzaffarpur district. Damn, I'm killing it today. 70 kilometers north of Patna. In your mind, you know what I'm talking about, right? You guys have been here. (laughs) So the groom, some of his relatives reportedly, and some of his relatives reportedly came drunk for this marriage. The bride's relatives not only supported the girl who decided to call off the marriage, but also held hostage the groom and his close relatives. Fantastic. (laughs) 
the father of the bride, Vashishtha Das, said his said her daughter refused to go ahead with the rituals after finding the groom to be under the influence of alcohol. He says, I stand firmly with my daughter's decision. She did what she thought was good for her. The bride pulled out after some of the marriage rituals had been completed, in fact. It must have took her a while to find out that he was wasted. She alleged that the groom was unable to properly recite the hymns that they had <laughs> they had rehearsed and follow the instructions of the priest. Terrible. Come on, dude. Take this seriously. This is your wedding day after all. I mean, get drunk after the wedding. After the wedding! What are you doing? Everybody knows that. Come on, Ram Pravesh Das. Can you just wait an hour before you hit the booze? Get through the, the I do's and whatnots and all the preliminaries. So Bihar, in case you're wondering, it became a dry state on April 5th of last year. So it's fairly new. As, and there's not, probably not many dry states out there anywhere in the world. Consuming, keeping, or dealing in liquor is an offense under the state's new excise prohibition law, which provides for imprisonment of up to 10 years. Oh, damn. I wonder if he's going to jail. This is, however, not the first instance of a bride calling off her marriage in, Bra in Bihar. On April 29th, a girl from Dumaria village in Samastapur district, 85 kilom kilometers northeast of Patna, had walked out of her wedding after the bridegroom demanded demanded a motorcycle in the dowry. <laughs> what? It's like you will didn't they get that together before the wedding? I thought the dowry is negotiated before the wedding. <laughs> he waits till he gets on the altar. I will say I do, but not until you give me a motorcycle, woman. Yes, yes, yes. Where's your father? I want a vroom vroom, sir. Give me a motorcycle. Nearly a couple of days ago, a bride refused to marry a dark complexion groom saying he was unsuitable for her. The bizarre incident took place 125 kilometers east of Patna. Well, I mean, it's everything is... Well, Patna is the center of this world, apparently. He refused to marry a dark complexion groom saying he was... Yeah, but was he unsuitable because of his dark complexion? Like, did, didn't you know that when you met him? Did he demand something strange, like a, uh, a Vespa? <laughs> I demand... I will not go through with this marriage. I will not say I do until you give me a pogo stick. <laughs> this is so bizarre. I got to give props though, right? Are we still giving props out these days? Is that a, or is that an old school phrase? Am I showing my age here by saying I'm giving props? I don't care. I'm giving props to the bride and her family in this instance who held out and said, look it, you're going to be a drunk asshole Well, you're not marrying my daughter. She doesn't want to marry a drunk individual. Someone who can't even get it together for one little ceremony not little but you know can you lay off the booze for a few hours there ram pashnashdash and then they stood by her until they got their damn dowry back whatever the dowry was i wonder if it was motorcycles maybe that seems like to be a popular thing that people are asking for these days at indian weddings so they're like you're gonna give us back the motorcycles dude can't be drunk driving those things anyways you're drunk we want the hookah collection. We, we, we want all those DVDs. What else? <laughs> the iPads. I can't. I don't even know what dowries are. Is it like when you think of dowries, you think of like goats and sheep's, right? I think of like, but that's like because when I think of dowry, I think of really old school dowry. New dowries must be like what? Laptop, iPhone. Like, does anybody? Has anybody received a dowry 
within the last like five years? Can they call Weird AF News, please, and tell me what you got? I'm just curious what dowries are these days. Is it just cash? Is it cash only? Or is it like, you know, I don't know, a hot tub? <laughs> what could it be? A karaoke machine? Like, I'm curious what dowries are these days. And good for you, bride and your family. Okay, I gotta, I gotta stop. Call Weird AF News, please. Let's get down to the dowry business. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, what's up, weirdos? It's Jonesy. I'm drinking coffee, recording the podcast this afternoon, sitting on a beanbag chair, as you can imagine I would. Give a little shout out to Trader Joe's. Their coffee's pretty damn good. What's best about it, though, is it's cheap as hell, man. It's like four bucks for this pound. Unbelievable. I want to thank those of you who sent me pounds of coffee. I have a couple back there that um, I'm going to get to after I kick this Trader Joe's. What do you? How do you take your coffee? I'm curious. Call the show. Send me an email. I love to raise enough money to go on a Weird AF News tour where I go to each person's house. I record an episode in your kitchen and you make me coffee. We have coffee together. That would be incredible. Someday, guys. Some days. We have to have a vision for Weird AF News, where it's going to go. And you know what? My listeners are going to be a part of that vision. Speaking of listeners and fans of Weird AF News, I want to give some love to Quentin Hart, who's one of my patrons. Wrote me a very nice message on Patreon. Says, Jonesy, 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 where to start? You are just the freaking coolest dude, I swear, ever. I'm just saying, I literally have to listen to you every day or my day isn't complete. My mom is an extreme fan as well, actually. Buffy, you know her. She emailed you about our family and how weird we are. She's obsessed with you. You made her year when you gave her a shout-out. You know what, Buffy? I'm giving you another shout-out. Shout-out to Buffy Brown in the middle of me reading this email. (laughs) So thank you. But it's just weird how much we connect with you. Like, just your last podcast, you were singing at the end of it. It's magic. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, you know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's magic. And, you know, for the last three days, Jonesies, I have been randomly singing that, that song. No joke. I mean, it blew my mind. What a coincidence. You have my mom and I laughing. I just joined your Patreon. I'd give you more, but it took me like four days of coin searching to get the money. <laughs> oh, I love you, Quentin. Pulling nickels out of your couch seats to send me some money. You guys don't have to do that. If you're broke as hell, don't do it. Don't give me money unless you have money. Extra money to spare. You know, some people don't have an extra two bucks a month. I understand that. It's hard, man. Living is hard. The cost of living is difficult. Housing costs have are uh, out of this world. They're out of control. The cost of fixing potholes? I mean, unbelievable out there. <laughs> so listen, if you don't have money to join the Patreon, just you can, you can support me in different ways, you know, by spreading, spreading the news of this podcast, the existence of it to other people that you think might enjoy this. People that, you know, listen or watch the news, but, you know, maybe they want some kind of different news in their lives. News that's a little more lighthearted and something they can laugh at and make their day a little bit, you know, more enjoyable. Quentin says, P.S., just moved back to be around my mama, so no job, but just got but just got one, so I'll give more. But thanks, and keep it up. Hey, congratulations on getting a job. I want all of you to get jobs, unless you don't want a job. You don't have to get a job if you don't want them. I don't want to force you to get a job. It's a free country. <laughs> but, but if you want to get a job and support my Patreon, that's a great idea, I think. 
It's patreon.com slash weirdafnews. Got some bonus material. I put a bonus episode up yesterday with my comedian friend, Meredith Jacklin, who's hot as hell. And I got to spend a whole afternoon with her. She's beautiful. My goodness, what a day that was. Great times. We went and got pho. <laughs> I took her to pho for doing my podcast. I'm a nice guy. Also, shout out to, uh, this is pretty cool, but um, I got a pretty popular DJ that's now supporting me on Patreon, and he's uh, DJ Excellent, who's from the UK, and is going to, rumor has it, is going to produce a Weird AF News theme song, and I'm very excited about that, so look forward to that at the end of the month, and uh, another shout out to Excellent. Check out his music on SoundCloud. Go to his website. Excellent. X-I-L-E-N-T. Unbelievable. The people coming out of the woodwork to say what's up and give me love. I just can't, I can't thank you guys enough. Teresa Lamar sent me an email saying, just wanted you to know I still listen to weird news every night, Jonesy. As for the chef smelling of burned wood, I don't think that would bother me, seeing as now I have two fire pits, one in my backyard and one on the front porch. We have fires at least three times a week. And she sent me some pictures of these cool fire pits, man. Dude, fire pits are so dope. I want a fire pit. I can't. I don't think I can have one. I live in like an apartment building. We don't really have a yard. I have a balcony, but if I put a fire pit on the balcony, I think that that's a violation of a fire code of some sort. But man, I would kill. Can you, by the way, there's plenty of room on the sidewalk. Can I just put a fire pit on the sidewalk? Anybody know about these kinds of legalities? Because let me tell you something. Nobody enjoys a fire pit like Jonesy. I get into it, man. Smoke a fatty. Get some marshmallows together. Although, you know, here's, I'm the guy, you're going to, some of you may find this annoying, but I'm the guy with the acoustic guitar at the fire pit. Oh, yeah. I got myself a 40. Not really a 40, but imagine me with a bottle of Cabernet Sauvignon all to myself. Perhaps a bottle of Cabernet Sauvignon that you might get from Trader Joe's for uh, $3, by the way. What a deal that is. I'm all over that shit. I pick up like five bottles at the time I go there. I got that bottle of Cabernet right at my feet, and I'm playing acoustic guitar at the fire. That's what I bring. So, Teresa, save some room for me. Save a seat at the fire pit at the Lamar household. And if Jonesy ever makes enough money to travel these states and visit some of my weirdos, I'm going to be at your fire pit playing acoustic guitar and recording, a, you know, after we record the podcast, of course. I'm all over it. I've gone way too long in this outro. I really don't do that, but there was a lot of people that needed some shout outs and I kind of got carried away with the story, but... Uh, lastly, just don't forget to follow me on Instagram at funnyjones or email me funnyjones at gmail.com. I love you guys. Take care of yourself.